Wait, what's that thing? Shots fired. Shots fired. You okay, I'm gonna go grab a Coke real quick. What's up? What do you put on? Well, why don't you go grab some guests too? <laughs> I already did. I sent them the link. They seen it. They seen it at seven o'clock. Everybody done being mean. <laughs> Are we still being mean? Are we still being mean? Everybody say they love everybody. <laughs> everybody love everybody. <gasps> Aaron and Kyle are waiting in the waiting room. Ready, gentlemen, best behavior. Whatever that means. We have guests. They're coming in. Hey! Look how cute they look. Well, welcome to Tinder Topics, where we talk about everything love and dating. I'm Jill. Hello. We have Cameron. Hello. Alec. Hello. Brad. What's up, party people? And today we have two guests. Two guests. Ooh. We have Aaron and Kyle. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi. Hi. So um, you are two males. And what is your status? You guys together? Oh, together. Together. <laughs> together. Nice. How long have you guys been together? Almost six years. Over six years. Oh, oh do you live together? Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we missed that one. Yeah, we did miss that one. Oh, shit. Did you guys miss an anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> we totally fucking did. <laughs> when was it? <laughs> April 4th. <laughs> awesome. Totally blew past it. It's real. April <laughs> That was last month, guys. Like last yeah. month and a half. Okay, marriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So how'd you guys meet? Um, we met through Aaron's younger sister, who is one of my best friends. And um, yes, that's how. We've known each other for what? Like 12 years now? Um... 2012 was no 2010 holy crap was 10 years ago so yeah. about that long because it would have been it would have been around this time it was between like february and march of 2010 that i met ashlyn so i met you probably a month later yeah i think i poked out from behind a tv and made a joke <gasps> yeah. well i totally remember that <laughs> was it like instant sparks immediately like you guys just knew? Well, given the age difference, it would have been really inappropriate. <laughs> oh! Wait a minute, hold on. What's the I, ages? I think in 2010, I was 14. Whoa. So at the time, when, when I first met Aaron and did not know who he was at all, I, no, I did not think twice about it. We're five years apart, yes. Five? Five years. Okay. Okay. So it was like fourteen and nineteen. Yeah, yeah, you were still a kid. I mean, like you. I mean, had you started just started college? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's weird to think about. So, so if I'm doing the math correct, then you were eighteen and he was twenty three when you guys started dating. I was nineteen. Nineteen. And you were twenty four. Yeah, because our first big like vacation together was for your twenty fifth birthday. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, I think so. <laughs> okay. You guys just want to ask yourselves questions, and then we can just like take. <laughs> it seems like you're just piecing this together as you go. Aaron, also good to see you, buddy. I haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you, man. So, Aaron, were you like waiting until he turned eighteen? 
Uh, not like, so much cheating. <laughs> you guys remember uh, like the Olsen twins grooming. had that? You you remember how the Olsen twins had that countdown? <laughs> <laughs> did they have the countdown, or did like all of the men on the planet have a countdown? Okay, that's true. That's true. I don't think the Olsen twins oh. created their own countdown. Oh okay. God. <laughs> What's Maybe. happening, Cam? What's wrong? What's going on, buddy? <laughs> Who had a countdown for the Olsen twins? <laughs> he, he just looked up a picture of the Olsen twins, and he yeah, feels well, like that, a mis- right? Like, isn't that like a thing? They don't make lines on their faces? And they don't smile. Oh, yeah, they, they like, don't smile or something. They don't smile? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they don't, don't smile. Because they don't want lines. Yeah, if you Google a picture, they're real weird looking. Skeletors. Yeah. I've heard a rumor that when they take pictures, they just say prune because it like puffs out your face in a really like duck face way. You're right. Prune. <laughs> it does. Prune. Yeah. Prune. Yeah. Prune. Right. <laughs> Dang. So who made the first move? Um, Probably me. I, I, yes and no. Um, I kind of remember it. I don't know if you do. Um, I was seeing his sister who was home from college for Christmas on, it was like, December, like New Year's of 2013. <clears throat> and Aaron had just bought a house and I hadn't seen him in probably three or four years. No. Um, yeah, about three years. Um, and he was like, Hey, yeah, you should come over to my house sometime and see the new place. And I brought him a housewarming gift and he made me dinner and I had forgotten a uh like a water bottle or something and he brought it to me the next day because he was visiting his parents who uh, are about five ten minutes away from my house um, my parents house and um we kind of haven't stopped talking since then um we reconnected over new year's and just kept talking i want to know what the joke was the jumping out of the tv joke i think you guys were watching like wizard of oz on vhs it was that long ago this is one of those giant, like, rear projection big screens. Yeah. And so I was behind the TV hooking up a VCR, and I I made a joke. I forget what it was. It wasn't Wizard of Oz, but I guess that's beside. I hate that movie. Okay. It was some movie. <laughs> it was uh, it was um, uh, Moulin Rouge. Oh, okay. those are close (laughs) Aaron doesn't know Moulin Rouge so he thinks they're the same thing (laughs) it was two words (laughs) Wizard of Oz Moulin Rouge sure but three syllables three syllables (laughs) so so does it change the joke since you thought it was Wizard of Oz and now it's Moulin Rouge of what you thought the joke was or does it not fucking matter it probably doesn't fucking matter (laughs) Aaron, what are, you, what are you drinking there, buddy? Uh, old-fashioned. Yeah, 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 you classy son of a bitch. Right, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have been together six years. Um, has, so what was like, when did you guys move in together? Like, how long did you live together? We were together for about a year before we moved in. Yeah, I ended up, that was like a big... That was a big moment. Yeah, when you, uh, like, sucked down a whole bunch of life change all at once. So long story short, <laughs> yeah, um, I moved to Dayton, Ohio from Michigan um, in um, August of 2014. And then August of 2015, Aaron moved down after my first year of college. So that involved a selling my house, um, 
and a job change and uh moving from like 2000 square feet into roughly like like 500 square feet so there was a lot of duplication and most of my craft just went into a storage unit yeah um well i mean it was fast your house sold in like less than a day yeah so oh. they wanted to close in like 30 days so all my shit had to be out all the while i was down here working so if there was like any indication or doubt that like things were not going to work out it was like well that happened quick yeah how are your parents with all that everybody's parents i mean you guys are pretty fucking young and all that jazz yeah um uh, mine were fine they yeah. yeah they they knew aaron all along <laughs> all the way back to when it was totally not appropriate if we were yeah. together which who we were not but We've been accused of such things, though. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. If I was a creepier person, yeah, it it would have stuck, but they haven't been able to track me down. You're not a creepy person. <laughs> I am, but just under the surface. Oh, got it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if any of these, old fashioned. <laughs> if any of these other guys said they met their girlfriends or whatever when they were fourteen, we would have a field day <laughs> we would have a field day alec dated like a 19 year okay, old let's just and it was like it was allegations floating around we, we used the word grooming multiple times <laughs> i feel like for a long while you were just kind of that guy like i knew who you were and you were ashton's older brother and you were just that guy yeah like floating around the periphery being a pedophile? <laughs> sure, yeah, let's go with that. Anytime I need suntan lotion, he was always there, it was so weird. It was so strange, every time I turn around, I'm okay. <laughs> That weekend I spent in the pit in his basement, that was weird. <laughs> well, I guess since you guys, your sister was friends, like did you know that you both were into men from the very beginning? Question. Yeah, I, that's actually interesting. I've, I've had boyfriends before Aaron. But Aaron's not had boyfriends before me. Whoa. <laughs> uh. Girlfriends? Or just you girlfriends or you just didn't date? Uh, I dated a little bit. Um, they were girls. Yeah, they were girls. <laughs> uh, I wish I had like a more dramatic coming out experience. Um, no, you don't. Well, you no, one up. Bless it, it, it's when you came out from the TV. Yeah. Singing <laughs> Wizard of Oz. <laughs> right. I'm not surprised uh, by any of this. I didn't know Aaron was gay until like six months, eight months after knowing him. It was like that last improv show we did. It was like the last show. You're like, yeah, I'm going to New York. I'm going to go hang out with my boyfriend. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. You're gay. That was the most dramatic coming out story that Aaron had. That's the response I've always wanted, Alec. <laughs> you gave that to him yeah how does that feel <laughs> uh, you know just happy to help happy to be here you know <laughs> i can do so yeah your guys's parents aaron your parents are fine with it yeah um by the time they kind of became aware of it i was already out from under them really i was on my own right um, i think it's fair to say he didn't really say, oh, yeah, I'm in a relationship with a guy. It was kind of just I was always around. And then after about three years of coming to Christmas every year, it was like, oh, okay, this is Aaron's boyfriend now. Got it. Awesome. Oh, got it. Got it. And then they kind of, it, I mean, it was nice that it was you too, right? Because his parents clearly knew who you were and knew of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was, 
I think it was, I kind of had always been around the family anyway in various capacities. So it was just kind of natural. And so have you guys been solid the last six years? Did you guys have any breakups or like, cause most relationships tend to go through like ebbs and flows. Totally. Um, yeah, we've had our issues for sure. Um, I broke up with Aaron about eight, nine months ago. Oh yeah. Okay. August. Um, yeah. August of 2019. So not that long ago. Um, I was obviously, you know, there's an age difference between us and I am currently finding myself very career oriented and Mm. having to be selfish in my hustle for that because I'm an actor. Aaron's retired. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I moved to New York city, January of 2019 on my own and, um, fully, you know, supported myself and did the hustle and moved away from January till August um, and found a lot of success on my own, actually. Um, That's awesome. was able to do a lot of things that I had wanted to do, accomplished a lot of goals in 2019 that I'd had for myself. And it was, it was a struggle because I needed to accomplish those things on my own, A, but also B, there was some resistance in Aaron to move to New York City. And I mean, of course, there's a huge change between Dayton, Ohio and New York City. Right. Um, so if you're not fully on board, then it's, it's hard. <laughs> so was the expectation that you were going out there, right, to do your thing, and that's amazing. Um, did you, was the expectation that you guys were kind of still together or you guys are done and you guys are now both doing your own goals? No, um, we were still together long distance when I moved in January and in August when I came back, it, A, wasn't willing that I wanted to come back because I was doing so well in the city, but, um, my apartment lease had ended, um, and, uh, I kind of came back to break things off after five years in person because that's not something I would do over Skype, FaceTime, text, whatever, because I'm just not that kind of person. (laughs) Yeah. We had a person who broke up with his girlfriend of a couple of years over email. So Oh wow, fun. Great. Yeah, that was Dan. (laughs) We laughed during that one. Oh I've heard the story. Yeah. Yeah. So you came to break up with him. And clearly yeah. that wasn't successful. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was terrible. I mean, do you see this? I know. <laughs> so what happened? You just came back and you're like, dang, just want to squeeze him. <laughs> so it was, it's been a weird last couple of months. So I broke up with him in August and in that same month, I kind of took a break and, um, moved some of my stuff back to my parents' house and was with them for a couple of months. And then I was with, Um, I found out that I booked a show when I was in Chicago visiting a friend and I was on tour for almost six months. So I move home from New York, I move home from New York city to Ohio, break up with Aaron, go back to my parents' house and am visiting friends all around the country because I'm kind of quote unquote free, I guess. And during that time find out, Oh, you've booked a national tour. So I have to (laughs) like, unroot everything that I came home to do and move back to New York City for a couple of months to go into rehearsals and then hit the road with like so many unanswered questions with like my relationship being weird and like loose ends just everywhere. 
Wow. So that's kind of exciting for you. But Aaron, how are you feeling during this time? I think that'd be really tough. Uh, or maybe not. Yeah. Uh, 2019 was not a good year for me. Um, just kind of in general. It was a, a lot of searching for myself. Right. And of course, all of the healthy steps of counseling and shit like that. Because um, honestly, I think I had a lot of uh, baggage that I didn't realize I was carrying around. Um, and I think you've got until about your 30 before that just ices over and you can't really dig that out again. All the way around, I think it was probably for the best. Mm -hmm. I think I popped out the other end a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, in our relationship, I really don't have any regrets that we spent those eight months kind of almost redating our redating each other. As I traveled around from shitty arena to shitty arena, seeing PJ Masks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so wait a minute, Aaron, you went around and traveled to the arenas to watch him. Uh, we met up what three or four times. Oh my word! Yeah, we spent Thanksgiving in New York. So I saw, um, I saw forty-five cities and um, in like forty states in um, a matter of five and a half months. So it was crazy. Is it really that long? Um, I'm talking from rehearsal to the oh, end product. Right, right. So it was about five and a half months. Um, but yeah, he was at five or six tour stops, which was amazing to A, not only have someone who was a familiar face, because we played for audiences of thousands every single day, um, but also <laughs> the living conditions on tour are a little bit rough sometimes, so to break away from that and be able to spend some time <laughs> with someone who I love is amazing. So that really helped our relationship a lot. I think that time in the the shitty Hell's Kitchen apartment too, yeah, kind of brought me around to New York because we were in a really cool area. So going back to Aaron was really resistant to the New York idea. I really knew the city, loved the city, took him around, and even when he visited me when I lived there for um, almost a year, he was really still resistant. But it took that time of us being there for about. Um, three weeks to a month of me being in rehearsal for this tour for him to kind of really fall in love with the city. Cause you were there for almost the same amount of time that I was. Yeah. And we, we finally had our own place. It wasn't with rando roommates that pee on the kitchen floor. Right. Yeah. I want to hear that story. <laughs> oh my God. I'll throw that one to you. <laughs> Do you actually want to hear that story? Yeah. I want to hear that story. <laughs> okay. So I'm waking up. It's my first job in New York city. I've lived there for, maybe like a month and I get my first job. I'm like a host at some crazy fancy restaurant in like union square, New York city. And I'm up at like 5am. I have like a 7am call time to get in. And my roommate come, comes home super drunk or whatever. And I'm making tea in the kitchen <clears throat> and he's behind me and I wanted to make a joke like, yeah, you're up early or just something to break the ice. Cause he'd been standing there for a while, just not saying anything. And I thought he was in the cabinet behind me. I turn around and he's, peeing on the kitchen floor and I'm watching it roll under the stove that I'm now oh, making tea yeah. out. He parades around. He parades around in it, then parades around the living room, trying to come at me several times in his drunken state and then passes out. 
New York oh. sounds like a magical place. Oh. And this person is like a 35-year-old man. Oh. And the problem is, I guarantee that probably wasn't the first time that stove was peed on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun experience. <laughs> I, have a lot of, I grew up a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Having to clean up people's piss is something that makes you grow up fast. Oh, no. I texted him and said, hey, I'm getting a hotel tonight. Um, can things be clean when I come home? Thanks so much. Oh. Did you stay at the hotel? I sure did stay at the hotel. That's where you stayed? Yes. <laughs> that that place is bizarre. Dude, sub hundred dollar rooms for a night, that's the only place to stay when you're a starving artist. With a robot arm that takes your luggage and puts yes. it into things, but it's always that's broken. broken. <laughs> yeah, that's been broken for like two it's years. Always now. broken. That's <laughs> <laughs> huh? I thought that was one of those jokes. What, what joke? Oh uh, yeah, apparently it's a real place. Oh no, it is. It's like a, it's like got European vibes. It's got neon purple lights. All the rooms have purple lights. It's 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 funky. It's young. It's hip. It's got a vibe. And it yeah. has a bathroom on the second floor. Yeah. Huh. Just, if you're ever in New York City walking around, there's a bathroom up there. <laughs> I was saying I stayed in a hotel in New York that almost like four of us in, in like a two bedroom room and the bathroom was just glass and then there was like just a strip of frosted glass just around the the no areas i just remember like taking a shit and like looking at my friends like hey guys <laughs> it was it was she you grew in new york too new york yeah. makes everyone grow it makes yeah camera on the other side um for bending over and stuff so you said <laughs> that that Aaron's warmed up to new york city you guys aren't currently in new york though correct or you are look at all that space behind them no they're not in new york <laughs> asking we are we are not physically in new york right now however we do have a place in new york right now during all of this we uh fled about a month two months ago yeah uh, when it just wasn't getting any better there, we uh, he got laid off, and I was working remotely anyway. It's like, well, let's let's get a car and get the hell out of here because everything's expensive and it just wasn't safe. Yeah, it wasn't a good place to be because it's no fun. Yeah, all the so, cool things about New York don't exist right now, and only the bad shit. Why are we here? Right, and that's yeah. kind of the question we asked ourselves: is more stuff shut down? It's like, why are we paying all this money to be here when like we've got a place in Ohio that has our cars and like mm -hmm. people that we know yeah so is the plan then to go back to new york after everything's said and done or, or yeah uh, the unfortunate bit is i was actually having kind of a career bump when everything um shut down so i was doing really well i was being called in i was in for a broadway show in another national tour and then all of a sudden everything got canceled and of course broadway got shut down so it really I mean, it left it a really weird place for me because I'm like, whoa, I have kind of hit this stride where I'm no longer, you know, afraid to go into these rooms. I've made a lot of great connections. I actually have a real shot at doing these things. And then, boom, this hit. And it, I mean, it really hit hard. That sucks. That's yeah. Terrible. Yeah, especially because theaters are going to probably be a minute, right, before you're really up and running. Yeah, they're projecting September, maybe even early 2021 before we're going to get back into this, which is heartbreaking. Oh. 
Is the tour yeah. that you had um, booked right beforehand, is that still on? Or did they say, we need to reevaluate whenever things open back up? Luckily, my tour wrapped right before this. So I was done at the end of January. Um, and so happy that that, you know, I completed my full contract, all my commitment. Um, it was really just what I was being called in to do next that was affected. Yeah. And Aaron, your job's not affected, right? Because you work in no. the summer. I didn't think so. Yeah. I work for the government. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought. He said he worked for the government. I think it cut out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if the governments who cut that out, like, <laughs> suddenly my voice changes and you see the yeah. bottom change. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pr pr probably a pretty big blessing then that you're able to go around, Aaron, like and work remotely wherever you need to work, right? Yeah, like, it's uh, it was an experiment that me and my boss agreed to. It was sometime last fall because it was just kind of becoming untenable. Like I can't take vacation and go to New York for a week and come back here and work. And I explained that to him, and he uh, was actually really cool about it. He said, "Great, just." Uh, let me know where you're going to be when you're going to be there. And I can call you on the phone and we're set up to work remote. So, and it was a strain really on our relationship for a while too. Yeah. Because, and as much as I love you, I know you can say this now, like he was too scared to approach his boss and say, oh, yeah. Hey, this is what's happening. And I kind of had to push him and say, Hey, you need to have this conversation. I know you are scared that you might get fired or whatever, but talk to people. And I, I'm a people person and have to remind Aaron a lot that people are people and they really do understand a lot of situations. And, mm -hmm. um, it's one thing we do well with each other. So we bring out the opposite ends of each other's spectrums. Yeah. So Aaron, what was your fear? Was your fear like in talking to your boss? Was uh, it, um, um yeah. and I still do. The, uh, fear was, is that if, if the answer was a hard no, or we can't do that, they would know that I'm on my way out. Yeah. And I didn't want that to be the, how I go just like kind of slowly into the night. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it was after I think October, I, uh, I was in New York for a week and then I had a meeting that was up in Boston. So it was just as easy to, to jump from New York to Boston. Um, on the world's worst airplane flight. And then um, from there, I got stuck in Boston because of a storm. Then I came home and immediately I went to Virginia to visit my brother and work remotely from there for a week. It was probably a month before I was actually back in the office. Yeah, you worked remote for a while on just like a yeah. happenstance. Just kind of, yeah, because the situation worked out. I kind of got back and me and my boss were debriefing and I went, how the last month go like and just mm -hmm. kind of went into it that way and i explained where i was coming from and he went yeah we can do that just uh, let me know when it's going to start and that was february when we went to new york for the first time mm -hmm. um we signed a lease in january great time to sign a lease on an apartment in new york by the way in case you're wondering <laughs> because uh, of the cold and the snow uh, not even that just the pandemic <laughs> Corona. You mean specifically January 2020, not the yeah, month this of January. Year. <laughs> uh, most of our moving for us. So I mean, to be fair, it really sucks there in the wintertime sometimes. Yes. <laughs> I love winter in New York. Actually, the summer sucks in New York. Oh my god. 
so it's hot. so hot and every single building is so old that nothing has AC. So mm. and I'm not a winter person, but I will take winter over New York any day over when summer. You, when you get up in the summer and your balls peel off your leg like they're <laughs> held there with Velcro. It's like living in uh, England in the UK. They don't they don't have any air cons. They're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, you just sweat. Yeah. Hot and shit. Well, throwing it back to when Kyle came back to dump you, I feel like we kind of breezed over that a little bit. It was kind of like I came back and that didn't work out and then you went on. But what was, did you even get into a conversation about it? Uh, we did. We were separate for a while. Yeah, we were separate for a minute. Um, and I was really, really resistant even when, even when we were together for long periods of time. And I know you had checked in with me repeatedly like, are we together? Like, nope. I, I, I refuse to put a label on anything because I really, I really needed to know that I didn't have any strengths, especially starting to go into tour and a potential job offer that like, I, I didn't want to get sucked back into, Oh, you're an actor trying to make a living in Dayton, Ohio. It doesn't work that way. And then when, when you guys were separated, Aaron, you said that you went through counseling and you had a lot of big moments. Like, what was the biggest learn you had during that time? I don't think it was anything huge all at once. It was all just like little uh, kind of coping things mm-hmm. that I never really bothered to focus on. Because when you move to a new place and you're in a relationship, like you don't really focus on making friends or anything like that. It's just all in that relationship. Yeah. And then suddenly that goes away. And you go, well, I don't have anything else here. Why am I here? Mm-hmm. And part of the beginning of that was joining uh, the people at the Black Box and making friends that way. Um, finally, I had a community here that I didn't have before then. Um, so all of that helped. Um, and mostly just kind of being pushed that direction by somebody. Because those days where you go, I'm just not going to do this anymore. Um, somebody's there to go, yeah, you really should like go and do that. Cause if you don't, you're going to fall right back where you were and you don't want to be there. Do you, um, to remind you of how bad it was. Yeah. Had you ever up to the, uh, before you got into the black box been interested in actual performing and performing arts for yourself on a stage, or was this kind of a way to connect with Kyle or just understand I'd never really been interested in performing arts. In fact, if you went back six years and told me that I would get up on a stage and like say weird shit and people would laugh, uh, I would have said you're crazy because I would never do that. But um, I think we saw some improv in New York and it seemed interesting. And then we passed the black box a couple of times coming from downtown. And we saw one show. Yeah. And we, we went and saw like a Wednesday show or something back in 2018. Yeah. Um, and like people actually came and it was funny and it was entertaining. And then I signed up for classes like the next day. Um, Cause it seemed interesting to me. Um, and really I kind of pounded through it and we did the whole thing. But I think in the process, I ended up connecting a little bit with Kyle and seeing that, that rush that you get when you're on stage and get to do something. Um, so it helped me kind of stand in his shoes for a minute. Kyle, was that super sexy for you that he was making oh, yeah. these, these steps, like <laughs> figuring stuff out and like coming out of the shell and 
not doing the mundane thing, which you were afraid of? It was, um, because we went so long without any of that occurring, it was almost shell shock. It was like, Oh, okay. Like, that's great. Um, it was, it was two interesting things. Yes. It really brought him out of his shell and it really made him, um, it really made him understand more of my side of things as far as performing. But it was also when it came time to start to like, think about moving to New York, it was like, well, I have a community here now of people and friends. So it was like, it was like two different sides of mm -hmm. the same, of like the same bad situation. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but on the flip side of that, it was, I suddenly had the tools to make friends wherever I went. Yeah. And that's what really helped was knowing that he had the basis of improv in him. He can do it anywhere. And obviously there's so much improv in New York. It, I mean, it's insane. There's more companies in all parts of the city than you can even imagine. So it looks like, like Aaron's done a lot of changing in like the last year, right? To help with this relationship. Kyle, how have you changed? Yeah. What did, what did you hate about Kyle, Aaron? No, I'm not asking <laughs> what you hate about Kyle. Oh, but I'm imagining, yeah, I got you. Yeah. What were you? What were you? <laughs> no, like, please. I really want to know. You, say you did the last year, Kyle. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, can I start? Yeah. Ooh. Um, I honestly think you've grown up a lot. Um, like from 24 to 25, you grew up a lot. I was thinking 14 to 25, but. You <laughs> <laughs> really became a man between 24 or between uh, 14 and 24. From when I first found you hot till now, you really. <laughs> <laughs> when it was creepy. Notice how they won't get specific about when this was, though, because, you know, they're like skirting that line. <laughs> Secrets. I wish I had a great secret. Yeah, sorry. You, uh, you, so he got more mature. He grew up a little bit. Yeah. Because until then, like, the life stuff was just kind of me. To be fair, I was in college. Right. So right. it was very, it was very, it has to be me. Because, well, I'm paying a lot of money to have an education. And when you're in class from 8 a.m. to 5, and you're getting yeah. a BFA in musical theater, you also have rehearsal from 6 to 11 p.m., sometimes 1 a.m. It, it is about me because I'm paying a lot of money to be there. <laughs> well, that's true. That, that's totally correct. But it probably felt different, right, than when, like, now versus then, I would imagine. Right. And we never dated when you were in college, so I never mm -hmm. had to see that side of you studying and doing your thing and your hustle and, you know. Right, and I worked, like, full-time all the way through college. Right. Um, so all the way around it, there was the college time and then afterwards. And then um, there was a lot of like that year in between was not good because of the New York argument. No. So I, um, part of my program is you go to a showcase after your senior year and you present for a panel of casting directors and agents who will sign you or bring you in for appointments of national tours, Broadway shows, regional, doesn't matter what it is. It's job placement. Um, and so a lot of it was, I had hit it off with a couple of casting directors and I had hit it off with a few agents who were bringing me in for things and I was needing to go to New York. And it was, it was the point where we had just bought a house to make the rent cheaper because a mortgage in this area is a lot cheaper than rent on an apartment. 
And it was, hey, uh, we need to set sites towards New York because that's where I'm going to be able to work. That's my market. And his market is anywhere. And that's just what it is. You can find a job in information technology anywhere and I can act in New York. You can't really be an actor in this right. area. It's hard. Um, and the big strain was I'm being pulled this way because I'm having these opportunities being given to me. And Aaron is very here because we just bought a house and financial responsibilities, of course. And just being out of college, I'm seeing opportunity and money and things over here and the house is here. And of course, I'm too young to grasp the house argument and the settling down argument when really, I think we had done something that I wasn't ready for. And that was settling down and buying the house. Um, when I was still in college, <laughs> that was, that was a big relationship strain was the house buying in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think in retrospect at the time, it didn't seem like it because we bought and renovated this house. Yeah. We bought and renovated this house together, which at the time, I mean, really was great for our relationship because I was still in school. So of course I was going to be in this area for the foreseeable future in my mind. It's such a relatable, I mean, to be honest, it's such a relatable scenario in a relationship because yeah. there's always like your guys, this is almost uh, a lot more like polar, right? Because you have to go to New York or whatever. But in any relationship, there's these growing periods where someone needs more space to grow, right? And then you have the person that's like, hey, we're, we're, we've established this. And then you have to like mold and grow to, to match each other. Yeah. That's, it's tough. That's tough. It's really tough. Like when, like Aaron didn't have anything going on, so it's hard when like you're just like going to work and then like, all right, like, I want to hang out. Well, I I got shit. Like I got spots. I got like acting. I got to like you got right. twelve different things to do, and then you don't. But then like the improv thing now, like you have improvs. So then like it's tough when no when the other person doesn't have shit going on. You know. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what you realized is you gained that perspective where, you know, it was. It was many years of us, I would go to class and then come home and be home when I was home. And, you know, even to the point where I would sacrifice, you know, some homework and stuff that I should be doing, but it was time spent with you because was, I was gone for, you know, eight, nine, 10 hours a day. Um, and you gained the perspective of, oh, I can go out and do things and I don't have to be home every night because I'm busy or working or... Right. It was a big shift because so much of our relationship starting off was me just in college. Right. Now, Aaron, though, that's what you I just I'm, I'm we're asking the question, but it's going to be the form of a statement. But is that what you had wanted was like a partner where you buy a house, you guys start like settling down because you were at a different place in your life at that point in time. So it wasn't necessarily that you weren't doing nothing. You were just were you just in a different place where what you were doing was meeting your needs? Um, not necessarily that. I don't think it was that deep, actually. Okay. Um, the, the purchase of the house was mostly because our apartment was really expensive. Yeah. And um, no other apartments were cheap. I mean, everything right. was cheap. Um, we were in the apartments behind Sewing Medical Center, um, where Kevin lives. Yeah. And, uh, I think we were looking at that and going, well, uh, this is going to be hateful if I have to, 
afforded myself while you look for work or while you're acting or doing whatever. So we, we ended up looking around and we actually way undershot what we could have bought housewise. Totally. Um, which looking back now oh, is a yeah, great, great thing. Um, buy a lot less house than you need. Where'd you guys end up buying a house at? What city? Uh, we're in Riverside, right across from St. Helens. Got it. Yep. Um, like little post-war house that it was so inexpensive that I had money left from when I sold my last house. And it was just easy going, well, we don't like this, this, and this. Let's make it. He's like on his second house. Okay. Okay. We got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Recession should happen more. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Like, my apartment in New York, I decided to just back away from the apartment in New York and come back to Ohio. The country home. We were referring to this as the country home when we were there because we realized that was really freaking hilarious. Like, wait. We have a country home. Uh, our awesome. country villa. Our home in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, you have to keep yourself entertained somehow, right? Yeah, while you're on the fifth floor of a walk-up. <laughs> also known as when the world goes to shit, I'm going to go back to where people aren't going to eat each other. That's yeah. Drop of no supply chain. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine being in that city, yeah. dude. It, uh, watching the meltdown in the city was pretty... It was weird. It was surreal. It was almost overnight, too, which is the crazy thing. And Aaron was working from home in New York City, and I was not. I was commuting from uptown to downtown every day, and so I was watching it day to day. I would get up at 4.30 in the morning and be to my job by 6 a.m. It was crazy watching New York City change overnight. Because going back to what you said, a lot of the reason to be there is all the things that you can do. And when everybody's used to that and it starts going away, it's like they're not getting their, their candy or their toys anymore. Not, mm-hmm. in, not, not in like a bad way, but right. in the whole vibe, because like you guys said exactly what I'm sure everybody was feeling. Why are we here if we can't do the thing? But then you multiply that by hundreds of thousands of people all at once stuck on an island. Right. Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing is, my sister briefly moved to New York while I had moved there the same year, but she didn't really have a reason. She was, you know, trying to make friends. She didn't have any friends there yet, and she wasn't there searching for anything. And so she finally came to the conclusion after a short lease in an apartment, why am I here? I'm paying all this money. I don't have any friends. I don't have a job that, like, I'm, I'm going to every day that I love. And it's like the people who are in New York are there for a specific hustle a specific job opportunity, a very specific reason. Like you're not there just because you want to live in New York. You're there for a very specific opportunity. I saw something last week that over the last two months, 5% of the population of New York City has left. Like some 800,000 people or something have moved elsewhere. I believe it. Nuts. I, that's an interesting point, though, about the uh, the hustle thing. But it's like one of those things that are so obvious, but you don't really think about, about yeah. somebody being there. Do you find that that makes um, – because I know I had friends who lived in Chicago for, like, literally what you just described, um, you know, since the one graduated college, and they both have since moved. But I always found that whenever I would go visit them and I would meet their friends, they weren't, like – Maybe it'd be different for you, Kyle, since, you know, you're in like a theater world and, you know, maybe those people are more personable, but I never really got the vibe from the friends that they made there, but they they were actually friends. They were more like people of opportunity to drink a beer with or something, 
you know, maybe that's a testament to their person. I've always found it was like really hard to make friends in like a big city like that. Like you can't. Oh even... yeah. It's, I mean, it's what they say. You're in the biggest city in the world and you couldn't be more lonely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so true. I mean, everything it's, it's one of those, it's one of those situations where you, you hustle to meet as many people as you can because you never know where your next opportunity is going to be from because at some point someone's going to need something from you. And if you're the quickest contact in their phone in New York city and you can be there and you're reliable, that's who they're going to call. And if you can make a go of it, I mean, you, you can really make a life. I mean, it's, it's, if you know the right people in the city, it's really just networking on steroids. Yeah. It, it's like, it's a whole city of networking and that's kind of what, all of those major cities, you know, I assume LA, Chicago, New York are all built on. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah. So I'm going to ask a question that may not be a good question to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyways. When you guys were separated, but if you guys don't want to answer, you don't have to, but did you guys date other people? Because Aaron, at that point in time, you had never had another boyfriend or like, was that part of the deal or not really? Or is that sore topic? No, um, I don't think it is a sore topic. Um, there was no, there was no pretense. I was very clear when I broke up with Aaron, I'm not doing a strings thing. I'm not doing any sort of like, I, like I'm, I am done. I will do what I please when I please, because it was, we had just been through, we had been through it as far as, um, going back and forth with each other. And I was, I was just done at the time. I was just ready to be making my own decisions, not answering to anyone. Because I mean, when you're in a relationship, obviously it's always, oh, opportunity. Wait, I need to ask Aaron about this thing first. And so I was just ready to be the only person to answer to. So there was no, I'm not seeing other people right now. However, I did tell him, you know, I am not breaking up with you to see someone else. I'm breaking up with you specifically to be selfish in these opportunities that have presented. Right. So, um, I think I went on two very casual dates when we had broken up, but they were nothing that I was going to explore. It was mostly just like to a get a drink or meal with someone and be like, meet someone else. I never went into it going, Oh yeah, this is going to be my next person ever. <laughs> right. Aaron, what was your experience during that time? Uh, I went out with, like, one person in the same way, just like, I'll meet you and we'll get a drink and something. I forget exactly what it was. Um, Real memorable. Mm, yeah. Something. Yeah. Everyone's favorite part is the something. Behind the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> because of the implication. I've heard that every time. Uh, to quote one of my favorite drag queens, never behind a dumpster because they always smell like piss, even the nice stores. <laughs> Did you guys go to counseling together at all? Yes. We for, Aaron, for Aaron? Was, oh. it the same, was it the same counselor? Uh, I kept seeing the one counselor after kind of we stopped going together after you went to New York. We went together initially. We had actually come to each other after like a really hateful night. And I said, I think we should go to counseling. And Aaron said, I was going to bring that up too. I didn't know if you'd be open to that. So we kind of had presented that at the same time. Was this before or after the breakup? This was before. Well this before. Was, was Yeah, this was well, well before. This was just while we were fighting about New York. 
Gotcha. And you know what? Not to project, but my vibe is like, Kyle, you're saying obviously very outright that you were being selfish and all that and that you were tired of having to ask somebody just in general. You needed to be free of that. But it does seem like there was like a charging thing, not like differences between you all, but, um, and I guess you just kind of said you were kind of fighting about New York. So was there like anger leading up to all this? Because I think that there are some partners that, you know, they they know they have to ask their partner for X, Y, and Z and their partner says no or yes. And then everybody just honors what's happening and, or they talk through it. So was there, was there like just a, like an anger happening? Yeah, it was really bad. Um, I had, I had really sacrificed a lot to be with Aaron. Um, even throughout college, um, Aaron didn't really get the performing thing. And this, that's why I think he said when he joined improv that, if you had told him he joined improv, you know, six, six years ago, even four, I would say he wouldn't believe you because Aaron was very selfish with my time. And it was something that we really worked out together in therapy. And I think really he understood after I finally pulled the plug and broke up with him that I, I love him fully, but we are still the young people that need to, say yes to every opportunity, no matter what it is, even him. I told him, I said, you know, there's some major tech startup somewhere doing something. And, you know, even if it's in another country, whatever, we need to say, yes, we don't know what it's going to lead to. I mean, I don't know if Aaron's going to be the next Bill Gates. He doesn't know if I'm going to be the next, you know, um, Meryl Streep or whatever. I mean, we just don't know. So mm -hmm. I, I like to say yes to all opportunities. Has that changed since you guys got back together? Like, so do you, does it, like, Kyle, does it cross your mind, like, when you get a call back, like, oh, fuck, like, I gotta, what's going on, like, with Aaron, or is it like, I, I'm taking this, like, you know the deal, like, like, with my girlfriend, like, she knows, like, I'm doing a spot, like, first, you know, like, the comedy comes first, like, you know. Sure, and I think that's, I think that's what Aaron knows now is, hey, I'm going to take a job first and I don't have to ask him permission or at least I feel free now to say yes to something without necessarily asking you, knowing that I'm going to do my best to also accommodate you throughout whatever is happening. Yeah, I think that's the key though, right? Because I think what you just said, because at first I was like, man, that would be so tough, right? Like I got to just be honest, maybe not for everyone else, but I think it'd be tough for me to be an Aaron spot, to be like, oh, okay, yeah, you're doing this. But then I think it is like, there's give and take to it, right? Like there is, you know, like you just have to, once you feel secure in the relationship, then I guess it just kind of, everything else kind of flows out, right? Because you really do want the best for each other. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things is I never felt insecure in the relationship. So I never really felt that I needed to, you know, beg, borrow and plead for an answer regarding, you know, a job or whatever. It doesn't matter. So I guess that's where maybe our, some of our difference came from. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's where some of your baggage you were talking about came from though, too. Totally. In retrospect, I never really asked your permission before I like changed jobs or whatever, even though it affected both of us. Sure. Like I just told you I was leaving wherever and moving wherever, and that was the end of it. Mm -hmm. um, so in looking back at it, it's the same difference, really. Yeah. Um, in the end, his life doesn't change as much, but I think, um, I think we've kind of come across a balance. It took a long time, but 
game changer was him being able to work remotely because yeah. I can be anywhere at any given time. Mm-hmm. I can be taking a two month contract in the middle of, you know, God knows where regional theater, or I could be working in New York steadily, or I could be on tour where my location changes almost daily. And so Aaron being able to work remotely changes everything as far as our relationship is concerned, because he doesn't have an office to go to five times a week. Plus then he still maintains his identity, right? Like, because that's, that's important too, that he's able to maintain who he is and what he's passionate about as well. Right, exactly. And I mean, I don't, at this point, especially now that you're remote, I don't think anything would make you happier than us being able to travel together on tour. Oh, yeah, especially now. Yeah. I'd love to go just about anywhere. Right. I'd like to travel to Kroger's, to be get, honest. <laughs> get one of those VIP credentials, walk around like you're the shit. Mm. Right. Mm. <laughs> Bitches, that's my you're, name. You're, you're like in, uh, in uh, like dress rehearsal, fucking sitting in the bleachers or no one's around with your laptop, like working. <laughs> like, like whatever bitches yeah but i was like my best life dj masks yeah yeah you were a groupie it was everyone knew you you had vip did you wear a t-shirt with this face on it or too far <laughs> no i had the doll though <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i don't have it here anymore so my character in this show that i just got off of tour um had its own like doll and he bought one and he was like he was he was a groupie. He was he was my character's biggest fan. Let me see if I can find a picture of it here. And the one thing too is my my career, like any other, has stages. You go through you go through a status of being non-union and union. And when you get to those certain statuses, it it's a game changer for your spouse, even. And I told him, I was like, Aaron, I need to take this opportunity because then I meet these two directors who are union and can hire me for union projects. Because on union projects, you can travel with me for free. Right. You're included. And so I think that was the thing that Aaron needed to get past in our relationship was, oh, I've been out of college for five years. He's just finished college. Yeah. And he can do what he needs to do. That would, that that would be like, yeah, that's amazing. guys. And then like Kyle, after shows, do you have VIP meet and greets? I didn't luckily, but um, other people did. So I was able to be done with my show, get out of everything that I was doing and just go. Gotcha. They, they figured out that in a children's show, the villains probably shouldn't meet the children. They get <laughs> oh, good call. Good call. Yeah. Although, do you remember one of the most um, famous episodes of Mr. Rogers was when the Wicked Witch of the West got got her green face paint on and they showed how she started out as one person and she was a real human being who wasn't that scary (laughs) i love that yes i do remember that too yeah yeah my dad made me watch it several times because i still can't watch that movie (laughs) see i'm not the only one that can't do wizard of oz right no have you tried mulan rouge (laughs) (laughs) apparently they're the same thing i hear same director So is there anything else that you guys had that um, that we didn't ask that you would like to share? Or any advice, any advice to anybody uh, that's dating or not dating or. Yeah, let's just give some dating advice. Totally. I, so I have friends who um, say, who have said all the time, you know, when I'm just doing the friend thing and ex- expressing, you know, I would like to do this and Aaron's holding me back from this. Just, you know, it's the general day-to-day bitching of whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, 
why don't you guys like break up or something or whatever? And I have always said this, even in the biggest fight that we've ever had is there's something to be said about making it work and the longevity of the relationship. And I still have friends that say, you know, I respect that you and Aaron have been through so much and are able to work out just about everything. And because I mean, believe in soulmates, believe in whatever thing you want, perfect partner, whatever, it doesn't matter. You still have to make it work. Mm -hmm. Well, that just doesn't exist. And I think in the gay community, especially, there's a lot of like, well, one more hookup is just another swipe away. Mm -hmm. Like one more app, one more message. And I, I think that it's so easy to fall into that trap. Totally. Oh, yeah. Ain't just in the gay community, bro. No, this is, this is completely in the straight community as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like people date and then they're dating and they're still swiping or they're trying to like, I've got this person, but I'm like doing that. Like, it's just, it's a lot. Like, this is just, it's in the straight community just as well. Yeah. And not to mention, like you both living in New York, like even if you're not on apps, people there can't date more than four days <laughs> before they're like, <laughs> there's something else. True. It's just so I- difficult. Because there's so many people, so many options, and so much things to do and look at. And Oh, and it depends on your part of town, too. Like, do you think that you're really going to commute from whatever heights to whatever downtown or uptown or Queens or heck no? <laughs> That's a good point. We have proximity friends in New York as well as real friends. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. <laughs> it's really like the same issue with Dayton in New York. Like, you're in... Uh, Washington Heights and somebody's down in Midtown. You want to come down here? No. Yeah, that's like a 20 minute train ride. I don't really. Catch me some other time, why don't you? Yeah. yeah. Let me know when you're up here. I live in Lima. Come up to Lima. <laughs> Where? Oh my goodness. What's that? Yeah, why? Well, he's from Riverside to like Centerville. 20 minutes away and he was bitching. And I'm like, 20 minutes? I drive an hour and a half, through, like two to two times a week for work. <laughs> 20 minutes okay (laughs) (laughs) totally been there yeah you're like "Mm, i don't know we have friends that moved to centerville and we're like hey do you want to see us Mm, i just don't know (laughs) too long a drive (laughs) the whole thing we've got to get on the freeway oh wait till you're in new york and one of your friends moves to new jersey you haven't experienced that yet oh we (laughs) did that one night (laughs) screw that never again i'll never again go to new jersey from new york Those people might as well be in Hawaii. Yeah, you wrote them off. (laughs) (laughs) Not worth it. Hoboken train. Yes. Well, guys, thanks so much for for talking today. Like, seriously, that was amazing. Thanks for taking the time. Definitely. If you guys want to follow Kyle to see what he's up to next in his acting career, make sure you follow him on Instagram. It's at Kyle, K-Y-L-E-K-D-R. Kyle, K-D-R. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, Everyone stay safe. We're still on Zoom because we're still doing the quarantine thing. So I'm sure you guys are are all too. Um, And have a safe week. And we'll check you again next time, next week. Same time, same place. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Look how cute they look. They can't hear us yet. They look like they're hacking into like a mainframe. I know. Well, <laughs> I very think intense. Because-
Oh. I think that's because that's two white dudes. That's racist, chill. What? To say that white people look like hackers? Yes. Well, white, white guys around their ages that are together kids, on the internet are either mechanics. gaming or hacking. They could be alcoholics. Why <laughs> They could be all dreams, all different kinds of things. They could be whatever they want to be. Uh-oh, they turned off their video because we made fun. Aaron, we were just kidding, buddy. The journey of self-discovery never stops. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. If it does, you die. All right. Uh, what does that mean? Well, if the journey of self-discovery never stops, and if it does, you did. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it sound like that when you said it. What the fuck? Because I followed him and I said a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, and you go, if it does, you die. And we're like, wait, what? There was no stop. Ah. 